Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> I don't know if I should, if I should just start weeping. <laughs> I mean, okay, I think I we should leave this. I think this is how the show opens. I think that was the intro of the show. Yeah. I don't know if I should cry or celebrate, but y'all, we do know that the season is in full swing. At least the number one pick. Paulo Bancaro made a statement in his debut. Mm. He looks looks solid. The Pelicans have already taken flight, as it were, and Dame, Dame time. time is back. And we're joined by none other because it be me, 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 and Timothy Bella on today's episode. I'm Miles Gray. And I'm Jack O'Brien. And this is Miles, Miles and, and Jack, Jack got, got mad boosties. I wonder that if was seamless. basketball fans are appreciating my 60 minutes impression because I do feel like I'm nailing my Leslie Stahl. And I think I was nailing my Missy Elliott. Mm-hmm. It'd be me, 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 and Timothy. Yeah, that was beautiful. Uh, reference to Timbaland. But anyway, the real Timothy that we are with is the wonderful reporter, editor, and author, Timothy Bella. Or Tim, can we call you Tim? Timothy? Of course. Tim's great, guys. And oh. I have to say, that is the best intro i've ever gotten so i oh, thank sincerely you. appreciate that no bs Woo. here yeah Woo. no Did we're a lot of these by now we're the best okay. at this i don't know if did they not tell you that ahead of joining we're the <laughs> we're the best podcast in Jabari the basketball space the yeah, yeah, yeah yes 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 sorry jabari <laughs> everybody I, got, I think he likes the effect produced when people just find out as they're recording the podcast that we're the best at this but mm-hmm. um yeah mm-hmm. so it's great to have uh, you you got a yeah. new book which is exciting Barkley, a biography. That's what it's called. Yeah. We will. Yeah, it wasn't a description. That's the actual title. <laughs> <what it's> <laughs> um, but we're going to dig into that in the second 
of three quarters that we that we do on this show. I right? guess we call them periods if we're yeah. doing three of them, like hockey. <laughs> hockey style. All right, whatever it is. Uh, we're it's not an NBA show. And we we, yes. we do three periods. Um, but we got to get into. I am both crying from you know disappointment that my Sixers got off to a rocky start and joy. And I don't know which is which. At sometimes it's just swinging back and forth. But it's so good to have basketball back. And yeah, there are those players, the returning players that we were excited about who have looked amazing. Your yeah. Zions, Williamson. And then there's ones I forgot about, man. I forgot about Dame. You know, oh, I thought you mean like I forgot about job. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no, no. no. And we're going to talk about job because I mean that that's never too far from our mind, uh, Timothy. For it to fill you in, we did do our entire first episode just about John Morant because we were he's excited. worth it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's worth it. He killed my uh, high rockets draft like forty eight on him. Like, of course, he yeah, forty nine. So. Uh, yeah, 49. <laughs> All right, Jack, correct. way to go. Thank <laughs> <laughs> <Actually>, you, 49. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you're a short one. He's also shooting 60% from the three this Yo, season, which... Come on. Like, if he, he's already unstoppable in terms of, like, getting by you, getting where he wants, and just, like, burying a shot or a image-defining dunk um, yes. uh, over your head. But now, if, if he's... I don't... Look, I'm not a analytics guy. Uh, I'm going to say though, I don't expect him to stay shooting 60% from 3 nah. for the rest of okay. the season. Um, but man, he looks good. So, of course, we will just do our rec- requisite uh ode to John ja Morant. But I mean, we're doing it right now. Yeah. I mean, Timothy, what 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 what's getting you excited so far? Yeah. Honestly, guys, like I mentioned, I'm a uh, Rockets fans, so I mean, there's there's some exciting things, but still, I uh, and they won last night. So I was like, damn it, stop right. winning. Um, oh, so you're getting excited <laughs> about Wembyama? Oh, big tanky. Yeah, yeah, uh, and health. You're uh, rocking your yes. tankini. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Had to do it. Um, <laughs> besides that, though, I'm still, even though he left, I'm still a very big James Harden fan. And honestly, I just love seeing him just come back to the level that he was in Houston, even if it's only for a few games, who knows if it's actually going to last. But for me, I've always been a Harden backer, even in his darkest, darkest days. So like, it's cool seeing him just kind of go off um, and it just be the Jimmy Jam Jam to I remember <laughs> in Houston, like, oh boy. Yeah. He's dropping dudes, like he's doing everything. Yeah. Yeah, it does feel like there's some ingredients there for the Sixers that they just need to like kind of make work together. And I truly believe that they will get back to the second round of the playoffs and uh, get unceremoniously bounced. <laughs> their their rightful place in the <laughs> second round. That's, they have a gravitational that banner. Yeah. The yeah. second round. <laughs> second round yeah. You know, everybody talks about LeBron getting to the finals all those years in a row. I think yeah. by, by the time, by the end of this run, people are going to be like the Sixers, man. What, man. what a run they had of second, Consistent. second round exits. Consistent, if anything, one hundred percent. It's like the saddest version of a Tina Turner, simply the best, just right. playing the whole <laughs> right top Sorry eight. Dun, 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 dun. You're really definitely top eight. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk Paolo though. I mean, yeah, we we saw flashes of it in the summer league. I think mm-hmm. everybody likes to throw cold water anytime I get too excited about the summer league. 
uh, as I want to do. But it, w- it was good to see it in live NBA action, putting up in his debut game, first game in the NBA. I feel like if, mm-hmm. if I was starting to play in the NBA, my first game would be more of a, you know, feeling it out situation. <laughs> first day, first day of college. Yeah, first day <laughs> of college. You don't want to go too hard. You don't want to show them all your all your cards. And I'm not going to raise your hand critique. to answer every question. Yeah, maybe this is a critique, Paolo. Maybe don't don't put it all out there right away, but. This man put up 27, nine boards, five assists, two blocks. First rookie to go 25, five, and five in a debut since LeBron uh, joined okay. three other players to ever do 25 and nine in their debut, along with Grant Hill, Willie Anderson, and Harp, uh, Ron Harper. So I don't know. This, this is going to be exciting. The Orlando's, uh, I think they were, they, Started 0-3, but they're just a lot of fun to watch, and he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. He makes me sad every time I see him, because for (laughs) starting in March up until the NBA draft, I was convinced he was going to be a Rocket. Like That was the guy I wanted. That's it. I don't care about the others, and I was shocked that he was projected third. And then Woj killed me about an hour (laughs) Fourth draft, um, my heart shattered, and uh, <laughs> it's been a great year for me. Don't get me wrong, but that was definitely not my best moment. Yeah, it's like oh no, he's leaving. <laughs> yeah, it's tough because it was one of those things where you're like, wait, everybody else is wrong and I'm right, and then you find out, oh, they were just lying to me. They're not wrong. <laughs> they they knew he was the best player. Right, right, right. Yeah. I was very lied to the whole time. I know. Super producer Jabari pointed out that this dunk that is kind of the highlight, the de facto highlight that I think people have seen from Paolo's first game uh, is reminds me of Tom Chambers, which is for the old heads who, uh, (laughs) and not like the old head NBA tape fans, the old head video game players. If you remember uh, the game Bulls versus Lakers, um, right? where, Where each player had like a move that they could do and <laughs> right. like, like magic. If you got magic going down the lane, he would go behind his back and do like a little behind the back scoop shot that was basically unstoppable. Once you got it going, it was like the, a fatality in mortal combat. <laughs> this dude completely reenacted the Tom chambers. And, and I think it's one of Tom chambers, most famous dunks also, but it is like kind of a one handed, like he, cocks it and puts it down and then dunks over over somebody <laughs> in a somewhat embarrassing fashion. Bancaro going to take it, fly over the top of Joseph and draw the foul. <laughs> young Put man. that on your highlight reel, young fella. Oh, young fella. Woo, if you didn't see it, you're going to see a lot of this play. It does seem like I'm just going to overcome this minor obstacle in my way yes. kind of energy where, look, I get it. It's uh, it, you're just skying over people, but I, I, it is really nice to see like the continuity from getting excited from his college performances, uh, preseason and now, and just playing so man, just so like he's, you can tell he's having fun and he's so, he's just aggressive. I just love to see, uh, him just dunking it nonstop because you know, it, right now I'm, I'm, I'm definitely shifting gears into more neutral territory to, uh, to appreciate all the basketball bounty that is in front of me and not get involved into the tribalism of just, you know, supporting my one team. 
Fandom yeah, is so toxic. beneath us now, Miles. As <laughs> absolutely leading podcasters, you know, we've had yes. a lot of guests on Tim who who have been like, you know, I I remember the days when I was a fan. Uh, now now I'm like too much in it, too close to the game. That like I have I've had the fandom drilled out of me, uh, and now I'm just like a a Socrates of basketball, just standing back <laughs> and like just seeing the matrix go by and. Right. The Sixers, the way the Sixers started the season, and I'm not going to speak for anybody else who might co-host okay. this podcast with me, but looking at that outlook and being like, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to like, do They that. got something going there. Yeah. They got something going I'm there. no longer a fan of any particular team. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. One quick question. Do you think Paolo could have pulled off that dunk and Tom Chambers shorts though? Because... The shorts were very different back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a great question. Jordan Poole was my great hope for somebody who was going to, because I remember like when he was in college, he was wearing the Stockton like 1980s basketball shorts in college. And then he, I think he succumbed to the pressure. I don't know if that's how, how we... <laughs> put the tense that one but he succumbed it now i mean it's, now. yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it is now baby shakespeare of basketball podcasting um but you know now he has the tights underneath and it's just it's not as strong uh, a statement uh, when he goes out there yeah. in the short shorts but it's there somebody could come into the league rocking the shortest of shorts and yes. you know what this is Super producer Jabari is asking, is this our dumb recommendation of the week? Yes. Um, Tim, yes. we are in a partnership week. with the NBA, so they do have to listen to this. So yes. this is where we seed them with incredibly stupid ideas. With that said, in fashion, we're already embracing the short shorts again. You yeah. know what I mean? Like for, for swim trunks and things like that. And I feel like, why not just come out and show off your quads? Yeah. You know what I mean? Show You're, off those. You're a professional athlete. Let the pe- mesmerize the people with those thighs. Yeah, yeah. Like I saw uh, uh, Jalen Green last season. He was rocking on short shorts. Yeah, like, all right, cool. All right, right. Jalen Green back. might be our and just slowly each game, just keep taking them up a little bit. Just the seat, just get <laughs> higher and higher until people are like, wait, wait a second. They're <laughs> like, hold on, those dudes wearing volleyball cutoffs. Like, what are they doing? What do you think is actually keeping track of this? Yeah. There's got to be someone who's keeping track of like who wears very short shorts yeah. in the league. Yeah. I mean, but I, yeah, so our, somebody our needs new segment, to take who's wearing short shorts <laughs> in the league this week. <laughs> um, so this isn't necessarily a pitch for the NBA, although Adam Silver can, you know, when he's kicking it with Jalen Green, he he could just be like, hey, I heard I heard a wild idea. And actually, actually, you know what, Commissioner Silver? You can take it mm-hmm. as your own. You could say, I yes. had a wild idea the other day. I steal ideas from other podcasts all the time. Uh, <laughs> so just, just for all my yours. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing. So I'd, I'd put Palo in the category of like things we were appropriately excited about, right? Like we were, yeah, we were yeah, pumped absolutely. about Palo. Pelicans. I think we were appropriately excited about. Although it is tough to, I know, like, as we're recording, having Zion and yeah. Ingram out, because you're like, oh, that's the thing. We're just like, healthy, 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 yeah, healthy, yeah. please. But man, but when they when they had everybody right. going, Willie Green was stirring the soup, making all the flavors work together. <laughs> the play that got me most excited was actually the Herb Jones closeout block Yeah, on Kevin Durant, like a seven-footer 
who has one of the highest releases in the league, and he just came from the paint and blocked it. It was pretty, I mean, where did he take, I guess he's just that long, huh? Like, it's not like he was really necessarily covering a horizontal distance, but just him closing out and getting vertical. Yeah. I couldn't believe, like, that it was blocked until I was like, oh, wait, that was so short. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Durant doesn't usually miss uh, by 15 feet. (laughs) Yeah. Durant blocked away by her. Boy, that'll go viral. You know how hard that is to do? You know how hard it is to block Kevin Durant's jump shot? I just loved how he didn't stop the entire time. He just went and he was in full control and interesting care that, you know, one of the dozen best players in this the game's history is put up a shot in the corner. He's like, nah, man, right. I got this. Yeah. Yeah. That was the other thing that made it kind of hard to catch at first because yeah. he wasn't like, oh my God, what did I just do? <laughs> <laughs> like, just but puts his head into his hands and starts weeping like I would have. <laughs> he goes to the ref. He's like, can you, can you stop the game? Can I get the ball? Can I get the ball real quick? Can I take that? Can we get a new ball? I want to take that home. Uh, I would have okay, appreciated that's... that though. KD had a good block later in the game, blocked yeah. uh, Brandon Ingram at the rim, which Oof. KD, sneaky good shot blocker, has been yeah. in, in the past. That was one of those like Looney Tunes blocks where Ingram goes up two hand is like, and I'm dunking. And then when his hand's touching the rim, yeah. it's like, no, I'm sorry, Kevin. Kevin Durant is holding the ball now. Rejected that, sir. I'm sorry, but good luck to you. But Zion looked good when he was in there. Yeah. And hopefully he's able to, you know, bounce back from the contusion. But yeah. all right, should, should we take a break and then get to the, the things we were probably underrating? Yes, I think we should. All right, let's do that. We'll be right back. Did you ever play the over under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at picksix.draftkings.com slash promos. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And... We were underrating Ja Morant, even though we <laughs> devoted a whole episode to him last season. Um, it, it seems like it would be hard for us to underrate Ja Morant. No, not not at this point. I, I'll say I was right about the Celtics. I thought everybody was underrating how good the Celtics were going to look coming out of the gate, that Jason Tatum was going to be a legit MVP candidate. And uh, so I feel good about that. But Ja... You know, with everybody, like, there was a lot of Sixers take. The Sixers might be the best team in the East. Like, there's just all these, like, fun takes, you know? People, well, what's going to happen with the Lakers? Who's going to... Uh, the Grizzlies, well, they'll probably be about the same as last year, so we can just move on. And John Morant was just yeah. in the dark, getting stronger. <laughs> yeah, they, I've... <laughs> who would have known? Who could have known? Yeah. I mean, there there was another block. It, it wasn't as good as the one where he just like flew up and defied the laws of physics and caught that layup in the in the plenty Lakers of games game. left, Jack. Plenty of games left. But it was it was so he just he, he got he got up so high. Should we should we play that clip? <laughs> Please do. It sounds like wrestling. <laughs> I love coming the other way, and then comes oh, the other way and, and then throws throw it out of you. I mean, he okay. I gotta say, I was saying this yeah. before, especially watching that Nets game. It's like it's like Spider Man is playing on the court. Yeah, it is. It is like, like watching. That's that is what he most evokes. That's gr- that's a great. He call. evokes Spider Man. Yes. because in a way, they're mortal beings moving at their normal pace, and he just has like this extra step, this little bit of bounce to everything that, and that like audacity too, or jaudacity as we've trademarked it. Mm-hmm. Just taking certain shots, going up for boards. You're like, bro, you're how tall are you, sir? Oh, you know what? I forgot. You're Spider Man. So. Peter Jarker, keep doing your and thing. And when he blocks a shot, it's the jaudacity of nope. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. There we and, go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't stand the Memphis Grizzlies for a long, long time. I just thought they were just flat out boring. And then here comes Spider-Man in here. And I'm like, oh, damn. It's a point. Yeah. Point in viewing now. Just yeah. every night with him. It's unreal. It's just a shot in the arms. That yeah. entire city and franchise right there. And he yeah, did drop watch. 49 and 31 minutes on your team. So I guess we, we got to ask you how to feel what it would it look like <laughs> from your vantage point. <laughs> I was at a friend's wedding, so I was kind of drunk. So I was like, ah, fine. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Get me good. another. There you go. Another. Perspective. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm like, all right. 
that's probably going to happen at, at least another 15 times to the Rockets this season. So if sure. happens once, but Ja, a couple of times, but Ja, I'm not yeah. going to be shocked anymore. Absolutely. And the stroke looks smooth. The 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 jump like he had a shot. I think the Nets had pulled within six with a minute left in the fourth, and he had the ball at the top of the key. And it wasn't like when when he was like hitting threes last season where they were giving it to him because they just didn't want him to like blow by them, get in the lane. Like there's anything you can do about that. But they they were guarding him, and he was dribbling and like pulled up off the dribble and hit like a deep three. Like yeah. that was. You know, just ice cold, and it, it was like for fun. Yeah, yeah. it looked, yeah. it just looked smooth. Like this is supposed to be happening. I, yeah, right. You always let him take that shot, right? Yeah, yeah. Not this season, apparently. Yeah, it's no. like oh, it's like ah, damn. And then yeah, adding that to his game now, yeah. what are you gonna do? Yeah. And KD, who, uh, as we talked about on this show last year, Kevin Durant, he has a really good eye for young players. He was on a podcast years ago when Ja was still in college. And they were like, who do, who do you see out there? Like, what do you think of Zion? What do you think of? And he was like, there's this guy from Murray State, John ja Morant. It was before he like kind of exploded onto the scene in the NCAA tournament. He was like, keep an eye out for John ja Morant. And he was right. And he, uh, he recently said ahead of their game, he's the most marketable guy in our league, the face of our league going forward. So many kids are inspired by what he does uh, that is coming from the other like one of the other uh faces of the league so that's yeah. pretty cool and then mm. so one that i think i i felt like i totally missed on in the sense of just like things that i was excited about going into the season damian lillard dame time has returned um <laughs> this also reminded me because i always use the example of clay as as like the most kind of locked in and uncanny, like locked in shooting performance you've ever seen when like the ball, you know, they're just throwing it up and the you know the ball's going in like before the ball even leaves their hand. But I think Dame has like the most times where I've just seen him do that, where it's literally like Dame time and, and the game is over and there's nothing you can do to stop what is happening to you. And he he is... He's locked in this season. He looks awesome. He looks so fast. Uh, his explosiveness is there. He's shooting threes at his, you know, he he had an off shooting year uh, last year. And, you know, he's he's just back and looks amazing and is like getting to the line at a record rate and just like doing all the things you would want. And the Portland Trailblazers are the only team in the West with a 4-0 record which is pretty yeah. pretty wild and not not what a lot of people had coming into the season. Yeah. I mean a, a lot of the a lot of the Blazers were looking good, you yeah. know, like Anthony uh, Simons. Yeah, and Jeremy Grant too. I was just like, "Oh, you know, I, I watched that game <laughs> the Lakers against them. I was like, "Oh, yeah, no, they're a lot of people are doing pretty well right now." <laughs> uh but yeah, Damian Lillard, I'm always just like, "Sir, why are you so loyal?" Yeah, please, please, yeah. please. Have, please. He, either of you gotten the chance to see his pregame shooting routine or anything? Because I, I, I know that everyone talks about Steph and it's incredible. But if you ever get the chance, just watch Dame's pregame routine. He just goes so hard. I, I feel like he shoots from every possible spot on right. a court. He gets 
into a real sweat ahead of time too. And I was just in awe when I saw him. It's amazing. His step back is so mean. His step back is just, violent. It's so violent. It's so impossible yeah. to guard. That was also hard. Man, that was a, that was a moment too. I think we were watching that where like Russ took a shot on one end, and then Dame comes down, just vicious step back for three, and you're like, oh, look yeah, at this guy. yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah, or beautiful, or beautiful because I am a neutral. So I said, I like that. I embrace that. Yeah, but like Portland can just <laughs> fill it up, just buckets on buckets on buckets, real quick. I, I, they were, yeah. I think losing when I checked their score yesterday, and then you know, checked it again and they were up 25, <laughs> you know? So Simons is kind of the younger guy that you've been hearing for years now that like, they won't trade this guy. So like, they're not like pumping him up. They're just like, yeah, we don't, don't even talk to us about Simons. And everyone was like, Hmm, maybe that was a mistake. We don't know. He looked like decent at times last year. He looked really good at times last year, but he put up, I think 22 of his 29 points in a five and a half minute burst last night. And they're just, yeah, wow. yeah the Blazers are exciting. So shout out to Blazers fans. Shout out to Celtics fans. Also, they look just as yeah, good. They good. look like they didn't miss a beat. Always like to see an Anthony doing well in the league. Yeah. You know, that's... for us old folks. <laughs> should we do our underrated performance of the week? A new yes, segment? Yes, we should. Yeah. Yes. But... Our new segment. Because sometimes you sleep on stuff and you miss things. Well, not now. Now we have to take the time to point out some fantastic underrated performers of the week in our new segment. And got to highlight some of the best performances yeah. that definitely flew under the radar. This is just a Jabari sees all. He's an all-seeing. Yeah. Our, our producer... Jabari Davis, one of like an all-seeing basketball mind, and yeah, he's like Sauron. Yes, he's Sauron, very much, and like just same vibe, just as evil, just as similar evil. Yeah, vibe. Just as evil. But so these these are some performances I personally had missed uh, over the past week. Brooklyn's yeah. Nick Claxton uh, put up a nineteen eleven and four blocks in his win over Toronto. Well, uh, on the Toronto side, Precious Achua had ten points and. Uh, and this is where I am performatively taking off my glasses and putting them back on and rubbing sure. my eyes. 22 rebounds off the bench. 22? In a win over the Heat. 22. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. And then Charlotte's Nick Richards put up a 2011 and two blocks off the bench in a win over the Hawks. So, you know, all you daily fantasy players out there. It's good Keep times. your eye out on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also, I think just as a team, got to mention the Jazz because I was like, hey, let's check in with that project. And they're, what, three and one right now? And I was like, wait, y'all, I thought y'all were supposed to try yeah, yeah. not do so good. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah. I wonder if any of the players are saying that as they're beating them. They're like, hey, man. They're like, hey, hey, Lori, man. Hey, thought, chill. Yo, what's happening? You and Kelly are wilding right now. What happened? Yeah. Does Danny Ains know about this? <laughs> <laughs> you're in so much trouble. No. Lori, you were in so much trouble when you Danny You know Danny sees plays this. the long game. You know he plays the long. We've seen him do it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we do want to get to your big news. The Barkley bio drops November yeah. 1, just a few days. How are you doing? Is this your like 300th interview in the last couple of days? No, this, this is really my first day of just really going hard. And I nice. mentioned this, uh, but I've also got a seven-month-old son, too. So I am doing these interviews. Also, uh, I'm making sure he stays alive, too. So like, <laughs> it can be a challenge day to day. But um, right. it's going great so far, though. 
Yeah. So I don't know. Like what what are the story? Because this is this is a legendary dude, right? Like how how do you approach a biography? What are the stories that you came away with where you were like, wow? Like I I did not did not know. Like there there's one with a musician that I'm told is very popular named Madonna. Whoop. Well, I I don't even Heard like that. It, yes, that feels like if you had like a celebrity fridge magnets, you just Charles Barkley and Madonna, <laughs> Madonna, Godzilla, and <laughs> yeah. and breakdancing. <laughs> yeah, what happened between Charles Barkley and Madonna? So it was one of those uh, situations when Charles had uh, separated from his longtime wife Mo, and it also had come at the point in time where. Charles was at the peak of his powers. This was the 93 season, his first in Phoenix, his MVP season, and they are in the middle of this playoff run that eventually ended in the NBA Finals. Well, right around the time playoffs start up, Madonna is spotted attending one of Charles' games in L.A. with Arsenio Hall and Rosie O'Donnell, just to paint. The picture here. Okay, uh, so it's nice crew. It's pure nineties. Yeah, big ninety-three energy all the way. <laughs> Are we? We're like three of the most nineties people out there. We should do this, right? Let's just like kick it at a Lakers game, right? <laughs> That's great. I'm thinking like are Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell kicking it because like they just did a league, a league of, their, of their, own. their own. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think they yes. were friends before a league of their own. I think I know that that like that friendship was was out there. Yes. Ah, okay, okay, yes. okay. They even had this magazine back and forth that they did in which Jose O'Donnell asked Adana at one point, if you had a choice between this guy, this guy, and Charles Barkley, who would you marry? Who (laughs) would you date? And she said without hesitation, Charles Barkley. And she said, maybe jokingly, that Charles Barkley is a god. So the affinity... But she had for Chuck, who was very public at this point in time. And actually, it was so public that they were actually spotted out to dinner in Phoenix one night. I, I know this because I actually talked to the owner of the restaurant. who was like, yep, that's Madonna. And Charles actually introduced her as such. And they were also spotted out at a nightclub. And there were just a bunch of rumors that they were dating. And Chuck denied it every time the timing of it is really interesting because she actually called him during the western conference finals right before game seven against seattle and that following day charles has perhaps the best game he ever has 44 points 24 boards game seven win off to the finals and just like everyone the whole time is like is he friends with her is he seeing right, her? Right. Are, 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 they said no. It even got to a point where Charles said that um, his mother-in-law at the time had a heart attack. And, and he said it was because of the stress and these stories um, surrounding these allegations. So, like, it was a really heavy, heavy wow. point in his life, his career, uh, that we kind of forget about now. and. Can you imagine if something like that happened now, like in this age of social media and memes right. and how that would just never go away? Yeah. Right. It would be like, it, 
I'm trying to think. Like, I guess LeBron. No, maybe not LeBron. Who who's like a player of that magnitude? Maybe Durant. Who who like is there a, an artist like J Lo? Is that who? Who Jack? Come on, get get with the times, man. Not J Lo. Think someone well, current. I mean, <laughs> Madonna wasn't like new on the on the scene in 1993, right? Say, That's why I'm like yeah. trying to come up with like people right. who are iconic and established. Adele, um, yeah, Beyonce, maybe I don't know. Just like yeah, imagine yeah. James Harden and Taylor Swift, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. Well, yeah. I can totally see that. So yeah, they've forget about this, and then a year later, Madonna has her infamous interview on Ederman's show, in which she drops the f bomb like uh, you know, fifteen, seventeen times, and. During the course of the interview, Hutterman actually asked her about if she was friends with Charles Barkley. And she said that he was incapable of being friends with anyone. Just extremely uncomfortable and wild. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so she just, even a year after that, uh, the subject of Chuck just kept coming up. Wow. You can't, you can't really even contain him. That, that's how I would have taken that if I was Charles Barkley. You can't really be friend. He can't be friends with anyone. Is like, I don't know. It's like, first of all, wow, you still have feelings for me. Second of all, uh, yeah, I, I like it. That was at the time when she was a secretly dating Tupac too, and that came out like years later. Um, right, right. So like, if there Can you was imagine? a lot happening in her life at that point in time, and my new time. A big fan of her so it's like yeah it's a lot <laughs> yeah no i mean great taste um so and then inside the nba which is i think what a lot of the younger people kind of know him for man even still like that 44 24 line is like crazy in a game seven is why the conference finals like yeah the right the fact that that isn't the thing that like everybody talks about and people are still like well he didn't win a title it's like he put up 44 and 24 in a game <laughs> seven of the conference finals the man could do things in in the clutch that's crazy but so now he's known for being just like one of the best tv personalities maybe i don't know like in, in the game anywhere so, like, what what's the backstory on how the inside the NBA came together? Yeah, it was kind of this open secret that he was always going to go into broadcasting after he was done. It was just a matter to when, and he started hinting at his retirement from basketball starting in '94. And so, so if this went on, if this tease went on for. Like six seasons before right. he finally stepped away after 2000. Um, so everyone thought and recognized that he would end up on NBC, which had NBA rights at the time, which was the standard for NBA programming, right up until Turner started to actually get more of these games. And their head at the time wanted to make a run at Charles. Even if it was unlikely, and they had this mutual friend who set up this dinner, which turned into this legendary hours-long dinner uh, with, you know, like food, cigars, everything. And mm-hmm. when Charles got back, he admittedly could not sleep that night. He talked to his agent. He's like, I-, "I have to sleep on it." 
he didn't sleep. Um, and, and then early that following morning, he told Dick Ebersol, his friend and the NBC sports giant, that he was going to Turner. And I think it surprised everyone. I know when I spoke with uh, Kevin Harlan, he was like, the prospect of Charles coming here seemed so distant and in such a long shot that I didn't want to take it seriously. Then it happened, and he and others said that it just changed how everyone viewed Turner at that point in time. And from the moment he got there, he really did change things, and he really did open up things for how studio shows go. Um, some right. have tried, uh, a lot have failed to replicate that. And he's opened up a ton of opportunities for thought people like when I spoke with Kalen uh, Rose, he told me that, that he would not be on ESPN now if Chuck had not done that on Turner and shown people that this can be done at a high level. You can be funny. We could talk about things that are not just basketball and it's going to be okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, true. that is, that is truly like, thank God things happen that way because like, it's easy to forget now, but like there was a huge difference between like what you could get away with on NBC versus what you could get away with on like a cable, like not even like one of the top cable channels, but I guess, I guess it is one of the top cable channels, but there were so hey, many man, of them. TNT had nitro, man. Right. So, like, the fact that he went to not one of the networks where he would have had to deal with, you know, a legacy and, uh, you know, you just wouldn't have been... it. Like, the networks is like Bob Costas and stuff. Like, they're not going to leave it baggy and just be like, let's just let Chuck be Chuck and, like, kind of invent, like, podcast vibes in the process. Because, like, that's really what is the closest thing that we had to podcast back then, which was just, like, them seeming like they were chilling being honest yeah, about relaxed themselves, environment being yeah. honest about like their shortcomings being like i don't know i didn't really watch it that closely <laughs> like <laughs> you yeah. know like <laughs> it's it's a blast. and you're not mad about that either because you're more just in awe of like hearing this sort of these sincere interactions between these guys yeah i that's wonder if the, that was the magic like his instinct in that moment or if it was just like that good of a meal that he was like man i'm going to eat well if i go to turner <laughs> Let's He's do like, this. what did they tell you? He's like, I forget, man, but the <laughs> potatoes that they had, at the, I don't know what the dish is called, but they were creamy and mashy. <laughs> this all sounds so good. I got to make the yeah. reference to it. So, yeah, it's just. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. Uh, it's true, though, because it's speaking with uh, Bob Costas, Pat Riley, Dr. J, Hannah Storm, people who were at, at NBC. At point in time, they all said that if Chuck went there, he would not be the same guy. He was too straight laced. He was too by the book. Um, right. And sometimes it was just very boring, too, for being honest. Uh, yeah. And honestly, the same could be said about TNT and Turner before Chuck, when it was just Ernie and Kenny. They were both very good, but it was not exciting. It was yeah. It yeah. was good, but nowhere near if they are now. Where you know this guy inducted into the Hall of Fame for that show, which is unheard of. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, Off the strength of just your show being so good, like you know it's what? So good. 
That's how that's how much joy you've given us. Super producer Anna Hosnier, she's one of the producers of our other show, The Daily Zeitgeist. I watched her become a fan of the NBA through just being a fan of Inside the NBA. Oh, she was just like, right. that show is so good that I am now watching games to know what they're talking about when they're talking right. about things. It's a gateway show. Yeah, yeah it's a gateway you know, show. Because sure. there is, I think, it's just that level of sincerity behind it. It's like, yeah, Charles Barkley trying to do a very polished version of what an on-air pundit is is not as interesting as merely just letting people embrace who they are and just taking that. Because yeah. that's truly, that's the magic. Isn't even like, well, what's the secret? It's like, I, we just let people on as they let are cook. and yeah. work I with mean, that. He's just been cooking for so long. And and thankfully, shortly after Shaq joined, he found himself too. Because if people forget this kind of, but when Shaq first joined, he was trying to be ESPN Shaq instead of like right. himself. And Shaq, Shaq. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Instead of the guy who was in the Shaq expedition. You know, <laughs> pulling up at pickup games in L.A., right. just being a real regular guy. <laughs> Angelinos remember that phase of Shaq. <laughs> yeah, just being Shaqtoberfest Shaq, you know? That's another right. Angelina local reference, but there's a oh yeah, the Queen there's Mary. a horror night now in Long Beach that is Shaq-themed, and like Shaq shows up and DJs there. So Shaq is really a force of nature, but yeah, the fact that that show was able to make itself roomy enough to contain that force of nature like a like a blimp hanger containing a <laughs> containing cloud um yeah that was poetry let's take a quick break we'll be right back with rapid fire did you ever play the over under game with your friends you know think i could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds i know i did if you have then you're going to love pick six the new fantasy game from DraftKings an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. We're back. And Miles. You know what time it is, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do, right? It's time. Uh, yeah, it's like 4.20. No, no, no. I mean like... Damn, we missed it by three minutes. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Um, <laughs> Got him. Uh, yes, it's time for the rapid fire round of questions. Now, <laughs> Timothy. <laughs> rapid what? fire round of questions. I don't know if you've always done that, but uh, I like that being the name of it because it's very um, non Yeah, it is if there's... Another round of questions that were less rapid. Look, don't pick apart the, the just just let me be Miles, okay? We just learned let Chuck be Chuck, let Miles be Miles. I'll be Bob Costas. Timothy Bella, it is time for the rapid fire round of questioning. <laughs> I changed it even that time. Now this is the fastest segment in sports podcasting. Nay, all of podcasting. We're gonna ask you a question. You just respond with your first instinct answer. Do not extend your answer. Keep it quick. And we will hold you accountable, even if Jack or I continue to bloviate and extend. Which an won't answer, happen, okay? Because it's the fastest moment. It's the fastest obviously we know that Jack. We know we accountability, we, capital A, boys. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much. And Jack, you already know. Obviously, we know how important it is to keep this segment moving. Yeah. Obviously, we're the you ones know, who can see the idea. So let's do it. So of course, let's not dawdle any further. Shut. Wait, hold on. Let me get. Oh man! All right, I thought my cup of noodles was done. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, let's go. Start the clock. That's right. The rapid fire round of questions begins. Uh, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Go. All right. Timothy, what is the biggest surprise so far in the early going? Is it the Jazz coming out and, you know, winning games? <laughs> is it the Blazers going 4-0? and Is it the Lakers? The Sixers? Where, where, where are you at? What Could surprised you the most? I go jazz, and uh, every time I see Danny Ainge's face, it looks stunned. I think that kind of <laughs> sums it up. So, yeah, right. definitely the jazz. I'm feeling, kind of- I'm feeling like true major league vibes, like the movie right. Major League, like where they they have they're all just like we're gonna win the despite the owner. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> It's like, yeah, this, these players got a lot of heart, but that's about it. Yeah. And then look what's happening. Uh, they're putting up big numbers. I'm sorry. We have to keep this going. Next question. Timothy, Indiana rookie Benedict Matherin joined Reggie Miller as the only two Pacers rookies to ever score 20 plus in consecutive games off the bench. Between Halliburton and Matherin, has Indiana found the next Pacers stars? Or might this make them more likely to make a deal 
to clear even more space for them to shine. Similar predicament. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. And this whoa. is a Lakers fan leading question where they're like, should they just like I get rid of that. everybody else in a fire sale? Okay. And, you know, you're 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 putting that complexion on there. I'm just but low key, I am I am curious as a Laker fan, though. Two, that just is a coincidence. Yeah. They can deal everybody else to accept those two. I really do think they've got something cooking. Um in the case of Nick Matherin, he killed my TCU frogs in March Madness last year. So um I I respectfully hate him, but he's fantastic. <laughs> so he's great. Yeah. But objectively gotta understand, okay, he's got, he's yes. got some talent. Yeah. I get it. I get it. He's good. Yeah. He's good. He was the other player in the summer league that everybody was like, watch out now. Um all right. This is news to me, but it says here that the Sixers and Lakers are both off to rough starts. Um, mm. Which team do you think is in more trouble and which team is more likely to make a move first? It's got to be L.A. on both of those. And honestly, yeah. I don't think it's close. I mean, at least with Philly, you've got Harden, who seems like he's bounced back. Embiid, who is my... MVP pick for this season. You've got all the pieces there. Everything looks okay, even if it's a rough start at first. In LA, can you name anyone off their bench who isn't Austin Reeves right now? Because I'm having a really hard time with it. So I think they're just an absolute mess. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 a big moment. Uh, it's like an existential gut check, I think, right now. We're looking at what is the best way out? How did we get here? How do we prevent being back here for a very long time? But I'm just going to say, you know what? You got to start off Rocky to end somewhat Rambo. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I think I'm I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was coherent and seems like you're in a yeah. good place. Um, I am. I am. I am. I'm. Look, I'm. A, I'm a big Grizzlies fan. You know what I mean? Like, uh, shout out to my yeah. Lakers, though. Yeah, as someone who um, experienced Russ for a whole season, um, yeah. Oh yeah, you did. It's hard. I don't even have anything to say. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah. And I think I. I think that I think that conversation is rapidly shifting towards like, is it you know what is going on with him, and is this more of a situation where it's like. They're like peep, I think needs the space to be able to come to like neutral. Like I think yeah. there's the I think the situation has become insurmountable for however he's used to doing things. And now I'm less like, man, this guy, like, get him out of here. I'm like, is this guy okay? Yeah. Yeah. I've, is he okay? Yeah. Is he okay? Yeah. It's like now I'm shifting and to that I thing, you know. Agree with what Chuck said a week or two ago, how his joy has kind of been sucked out. Like you, you can see yeah, yeah. just in his eyes, there's not as much fire or life, even with all of his flaws, he still had that energy to just love. And you just don't see it right now. And it's sad. Yeah. And you know what, uh, Timothy, I love the empathy, uh, but we have to keep this moving. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll let you go a little bit long <laughs> there, but we have house. to keep the I questions moving. Yeah. yeah, so so sorry about that. So sorry about that. But Also, you know, the second worst shooting three-point team in the league is at, I think, 29%, and the Lakers are currently at 21%. So just... Um, hey, what about those defensive ratings? The though, huh? defensive ratings are off the charts. <laughs> That's why I'm not, like, all out on this team. I no, just think I'm, I'm truly not. Defense. Their defense looks great. They just need to find some shooting. 
um, which is easier like, said than, yeah. than done. We're like a like a Disney films inciting incident away from figuring this yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, like some zany say, things. Like this Utah team. gets out to a ten and zero start, and then Danny Danny Ainge is like fire sale. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, one of our listeners, uh, Adam Silver, a Silver in the Discord, yes. mentioned Believe relegation uh, and teams taking the message is, is there any world where that actually takes place in the nba no i don't see it ever happening to be honest would i be against it no i wouldn't be because uh teams like my rockets oklahoma city san antonio detroit orlando have just been so so bad for multiple stretches now and i do think it would accelerate some of these rebuilds, hopefully. Um, so I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I just never see actually going through. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just hard. I think just, again, we're not like other sports leagues, like where you can do that in, you know, potentially like minor league baseball or things where the infrastructure set up that immediately a team's like, well, I'm in this market and here's my venue to play and boom, where now everything has to be like, a, a huge arena so that really limits those markets unless you're doing like a hermit crab thing where like a relegated team is like well kick these guys out because guess who's using the crypto.com arena now like the ignite i don't think from the G League. yeah <laughs> right but i mean it is interesting to see like obviously because you want to try and figure out a way to not incentivize playing so cynically especially when you know like a lot of people are you know fans and want to be like hey let's let's see where this goes but i get that there's you know how do you how do you alter that system already it seems just overly complex and i just don't think logistically or infrastructurally uh there's a way for that to happen but hey i'm down for hermit crab switching like mm -hmm. if you're relegated guess what come up off it some hermit new crab team is now playing in the garden or what if you <laughs> decided who the next uh who got the number one pick in the next year with a mid-season tournament between like the bottom eight teams or something like that oh, something where it's competitive right, right, right. like rather than it's like lottery. now get it together yeah yeah um <laughs> i feel good about that yeah 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 i think there is a way to do a gladiator fight anyway moving on to the final question and most important question timothy bella jack or miles Jabari. no i'm kidding <laughs> wow. that's an accept uh, that's, that's actually a, that's an answer that is that is an answer that was the answer last week both. too oh yeah. uh, man uh, and no um i never pick between people so i always pick who's I know. not an option just always so okay i, sure. I, I appreciate that yeah, yeah. fantastic I, I can see us all being yeah, friends yeah. uh so. yeah yeah <laughs> you know i could too answer. until like a minute ago um that's cool <laughs> I'm o thirteen and two. O thirteen and two. <laughs> Stop spamming the chat with Tim. You burned me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, Timothy Bella, man, thank you so much for joining us on Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, follow you? Read your work and all of that. Yeah. So I am on leave at the Washington Post at the moment, but I'll be back there in two months on Twitter. Okay. At Tim Bella. Yeah. And Parkley is out November 1st. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, any independent bookstore, anywhere. Just go and buy it. You will be uh, supporting a, a seven month old baby too. So yes. There you go. 
There exactly. Do it for the kids, please. Named Barkley, right? You said the, the, the baby's named Barkley? His middle name, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yes. First name Charles. So, you know, it's yeah. just... You know, there you go. Barkley Charles Bella. Barkley Bella. <laughs> That's dope. Love that. Uh, also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Mad Boosties. And shout out to this listener of the week at Paul Garaventa. Hey. Thank you for, you know, being like, hey, did you see this Wembenyama clip? You see this Wemby clip? We appreciate y'all. So, hey, follow us at Mad Boosties, B-O-O-S-T-I-E-S. And also, you know, hit us up. You got you got something you want us to see? A take that we should consider? Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, so that's going to do it for this week, right? Yeah. Yeah. We did it. Can't wait to see, man. Can't wait to check in on those records, you know. Let's see where, let's see where the standings are at, okay, in a week. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see if I'm still feeling... If you're still no longer a Lakers fan and just a, Lakers. A, just a basketball <laughs> transcended. Uh, thinker, I'm going to turn into the, yeah, yeah. Mr. Burns when he was like glowing in that one episode. It's like, basketball I figured philosopher. out. I'm enlightened now. I do not have a team, only the league. They're like, this dude has been contaminated by some kind of toxic substance. All right. Well, anyway, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.